Namaste India and hello to the world. My name is Preeti Chaudhary and I'm here today for yet another edition of VC Spotlight with Preeti Chaudhary. Today we have my dear friend and the founder and managing partner of N Plus One Capital, Rahul Chaudhary. N Plus One Capital is the first of its kind and a pioneering fund in India, which is revenue based which means no more collaterals, no more hassles, and no more any of those pains. So I'm raring to get this conversation started. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this edition of VC Spotlight with me, your host, Preeti Chaudhary, and our guest today, none other than my dear friend, Rahul Chaudhary. Hey, Rahul, how are you today? And what's up? What's been going on? Good, Preeti. How are you? And uh, thank you for having me on the show. And hope everyone is keeping safe, including yourself. Absolutely, I am. Thank you very much for that, Rahul. I am raring to go to understand the human from behind the profile. Just to quickly remind the audience, this edition, which is VC Spotlight, is actually to bring out the human from behind a VC profile, to understand their quirks, their fancies, Basically, to see what they are, what are they thinking, what are they doing, and all the rest of it. It is to know them as a person rather than as this grandiose version of people from Mars, because VCs are not from Mars. They are from us, just like you and me, human beings. So let's get this conversation started. Um, Rahul, and first things first, you know, um, just to set the context for this conversation, tell us a little bit more about your background, please, who you are, where are you from and all the rest of it and everything else in between, if you will. Over to you. Thank you. So firstly, to the statement you made, Preeti, about uh, VCs are not from Mars. Absolutely. I am completely from Mother Earth and uh, a little bit about my background. Born and brought up in Delhi. Uh, lived there till I was about 24. Went to a high school called St. Columbus. If anyone's from Delhi, they'll know this school. Uh, went to Delhi University, did my BCom honors. Post that, I worked for about five years in sales, uh, primarily telecom sales between India and Singapore. And then I got an opportunity to go to Kellogg Business School uh, when I was about 24, 25. Uh, obviously, grabbed that opportunity. It is, you know, a lifetime dream to get to such, you know, coveted schools. I was always interested in sales and marketing and then got to Chicago and went to Kellogg. Post Kellogg, I did not take the traditional route of joining a McKinsey or a consulting firm because I wanted to build businesses. So I've always had fundamentally what I'll say, a kida in my life to be an entrepreneur, uh, you know, right from childhood, I would say it's got nothing to do with, you know, post Kellogg. Uh, but immediately after Kellogg, I built my first company. It was in the space of marketing analytics, a company called Dinoa Source. Uh, did fairly well in my early days. When we started out, we built a company of about 120 people, $7 million book of uh, business within five years of launching it. Uh, actually, a lot of people who may know of a company called New Sigma, which was started by India's third unicorn, a guy called Dheeraj uh, Rajaram. He was also starting out at the same time in Chicago. So that was my first venture, but I got very lucky. I got to exit that venture in 2011. Uh, I moved back to India and got some quick money because of the sale. Uh, those days, the word unicorn, which we hear every day, two unicorns get born. There was no word called unicorn in 2011. Uh, exit by itself was a big deal. Uh, came back to India and that was my first 
true sense of kind of touching the VC world because I entered back into Hyderabad. That was where my back office was in those days. I had to hand over the company. And I got uh, kind of ingrained with what they call Hyderabad Angels. Uh, the chief minister's office had set up a Hyderabad Angels network. So I joined that, became a board director and started investing my own capital. So small checks of 5 lakhs all the way to 50 lakhs. Uh, where I made maybe 20-25 odd investments uh, over the next two years. And one of those investments was in my next company, uh, which was called Reboot. Uh, primarily Hang on, to just, yeah. just hold on to that thought for a second, because I would like to take you a little bit back again into your childhood, uh, Rahul. You know, because you're talking about this kira of entrepreneurship, because I would just like to sort of understand, you know, you were anyway grooming yourself in terms of your studies. So you went to... Um, a commerce college, you studied that and then you followed it up with the management. But what's your most, uh, how would, uh, I would say, initial memory of knowing that you wanted to build something? I'm sure something, some story would stand out from those days as a little boy, as a young adult, whatever. Please do yeah. share with us. I mean, I think, you know, uh, right from, and I'm sure all of us have done it, but right, you know, we used to live in a place called Gulmoha Park. Uh, in those days, they were not fancy tall buildings. Homes, uh, we used to set up, me and my brother would set up an orange juice uh, stand right outside our house to try and make 20 rupees for the day. We would, in our days, there used to be something called a fete, Diwali fete, Diwali Mela. We used to have stalls every year. Um, I used to, by the time I was in class 12, uh, entering college, my father's an ex-army man, by the way, so not very easy to get money. Money was not that easy to come by in our times. I'm 40 years old, so obviously, you know, this is a different generation that we're talking to. Uh, I was selling bistery water in Connaught Place and making three, three rupees a bottle. So, you know, whatever we could do to get money, I, I, didn't, I didn't think of it as a job. I just loved it. But the concept of selling to someone individually uh, and building something, I think that was interesting. Uh, and I've done it all my life in some shape or format. Obviously, as you grow older, you you know become more formal in how you build a business. You know, first of all, kudos to that because that is precisely how I think the value system and all the grounding and all of that happens. You know, so um, sort of uh, distributing papers or being the milkman for someone or running somebody's service or doing something of that sort, and that's absolutely the right way of having this um, entrepreneurship kakira and then doing something about it. Bringing you back then, your second venture, you said uh, Reboot. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what was that all about? How did that happen? And what are the learnings from that journey? Yeah, so second venture, one of the biggest learnings I think there was to try and build a company with as much debt as possible rather than equity. First time around, I had raised significant equity. I diluted about 40% of the company and there was me and another partner. So by the time we sold out, we didn't have that much. So we decided, I decided second time around, let me take a little bit more debt rather than equity and build this company out. Also, honestly, you are not at the mercy of the investor always if you take, you know, debt versus equity. Uh, the company was very simple. We used to buy back older assets, uh, phones, computers, PCs, laptops. Once the company has taken it off their book of depreciation after three years, make it like brand new, make it go through a refurbishment facility, sell online to offline. The greater goal was bridge the digital divide. Can we make a PC available at 9999 uh, and a phone available at 1999? Uh, this is 2012. Uh, the company went about to get to a revenue of about 70 odd crores uh, by 2016. I took over as the CEO 
in 2013 when we just started uh, and i ran it till 16 uh, and we didn't take any vc money we took no vc money wow that's another kudo you know so well done with that my dear friend tell us a little bit more about your third stint as an entrepreneur then and then logically you know it will point me towards the right kind of direction but let's build up the story one entrepreneurship venture at a time so over to you my dear friend third stint was uh, i had to take a year off work uh, due to a personal reason so 16 to 17 i taken a year off my personal professional career and then in 2017 i uh, you know i'd been helping a lot of friends along the way i was making angel investments i was helping friends connect the dots between india and the us i have a huge you know friend base come professional base in the us i lived there for 9 years uh, business school was there etc uh so i was helping friends raise capital for their startups in 2016 17 etc so i decided why not formalize this structure and create a boutique investment bank slash advisory mna firm so me and two other buddies from mckinsey come kellogg come chicago booth uh did this uh idea was can we take indian entrepreneurs to raise capital in the us and us entrepreneurs raise capital in india but only looking at a sliver of 10 million to 25 million dollar raises so kind of late series a and early series b uh we did a total of seven transactions in uh, about two and a half years and one mna transaction these are fairly large transaction the mna transaction is very large with one of india's largest uh hr providers based out of hyderabad actually bought by a company called cip capital which is a global uh, fund um so the idea was just bringing together entrepreneurs to be able to raise capital think through the strategy and utilize my strengths of how we think about valuation how we think about building a business since i've been an operator so i would almost be an advisor to the founder but be able to raise the capital and go in a structured format and that's actually where i bumped into ashish who is the other managing partner at the fund uh and that's where n plus 1 was born so it was literally born in the lockdown uh and that's where it was born and i was just about coming to that that you know moving on to n plus 1 was a natural progression of sorts and of things you know that way so tell us then a little bit more about you know um a little bit more in terms of the scope the size the sectors the target market um what was going on when you were sort of founding this um sort of fund of yours very passionate obviously about the pain points you've seen the pain points you've seen the value add that you can bring certain realizations have happened from those three entrepreneurial sprints of yours all in one take us through that journey emotionally uh, and uh, you know uh, uh, paper wise and all the rest of it please tell us how it was sort of done for you over to you thank you so i think fundamentally right i think uh, i have lived the life of an entrepreneur uh, for the last call it 17 18 odd years spent a lot of time with entrepreneurs the one fundamental uh, in the ecosystem that an entrepreneur will always have to brave is this whole capital inflow right how do you build a business sustainably um uh, trying to build a sustainable business not worrying all the time about capital right how do you build this because we understand and last 6 months has been even crazier but the last 10 years for entrepreneurship has only accelerated entrepreneurs have become very mature the ecosystem is matured more and more vcs are coming in uh capital is flowing at unprecedented levels uh also burn is at unprecedented levels etc cetera, etc cetera. 
um, as you think about entrepreneurship, there is an entire tribe of entrepreneurs today who exist and want to exist and will keep growing, who don't believe in just a burn burn business and creating a valuation game. Uh, they want to build sustainable, profitable businesses. They understand the value of profits over just a burn. Um, some of them will never be able to get equity funding because it just doesn't fit the flavor of the month. It doesn't fit the flavor of the season. Uh, only 8% of all companies will ever be get venture funded in any part of the world. Um, so, you know, our aim was very simple. Can we provide entrepreneurs who believe in a steady, store, steady state kind of a growth story, provide them with enough growth capital uh, that is significant to be able to grow the business and not worry about day-to-day -day capital. So how do I generate uh, enough growth capital which can be used for general purpose growth and that is so much capital that you don't have to worry about the next three months, six months, nine months, which is where an entrepreneur honestly spends half his time is raising capital. He should be spending, he or she should be spending their time running the business. They should be worrying about where is the next pitfall? What is the next strategy? How do I get the next customer? How do I wow the next customer? I think the whole thesis of this fund is how do I build an entrepreneur friendly architecture and not worry about the unicorn, sunicorn, etc. Um, you know, our entire thesis and we'll get into it, but our thesis is not a unicorn, sunicorn. Yesterday, you've seen in the last, Preeti, you're in this world more than me, but you've seen 19 unicorns being born in the last 12 days. Um, this is unheard of. It is unprecedented, uh, but doesn't mean, you know, this is the future. Uh, you know, there's no one size fits all. Um, and so that was the thesis. Can we create an asset class that can enable an entrepreneur to get five things. One, get capital between four and six weeks in his bank. Two, give enough growth capital that is significant enough as an equity round at times. Third, not have to have the entrepreneur give up, uh, give warrants or give any format of equity or not give any personal collateral. It's very important when an entrepreneur is, you know, raising money, he or she may not even have a house to give at times or he may not want to give. So we don't believe in taking warrants. The entrepreneur works only for his equity. Most of them have never taken salaries, are running helter-skelter, wives are screaming or families are worrying. But the fact is you have to build a business. So we don't, the third part, no equity, no warrants, no personal collateral. Fourth, we are very, very particular that if the entrepreneur understands the ethos of a profitable business, doesn't mean he has to be profitable and we won't lend. But at least the concept of profitability, uh, we will go after that ethos of entrepreneur, right? Uh, and fifth, I think the entire concept of understanding that we're an instrument that is able to grow with you because we are truly giving you a portion of capital, but taking that money back as a percentage of your revenue. So we are taking a massive risk on you without having any sort of guarantee, right? I have no guarantee of warrant. I have no guarantee of equity. But we are going, if I give you 100 rupees and I take back 120 after two years, I'm taking that equalized over 24 months as a percentage of your revenue. Um, so, you know, that is going deep in with the entrepreneur and running and taking the risk exactly like an entrepreneur does day in and day out. Right. So those are the so five tell me facets. something. Sure. So, sorry, I was uh, trying to say it means if the entrepreneur doesn't make money, then you don't get paid. Does it equate to that? And you, would you um, sort of uh, extend a little bit more onto the, uh, those five pillars or the four or five pillars that you just spoke about? 
maybe so, a bit more clarity yeah yeah so go for it how does an entrepreneur qualify i'll i'll get into that later uh, i'll give you that attribute list later but no i think the fact is that yes we are the last point that i discussed is we are risking our own capital along with the potential future cash flows of the company right so if the company did not grow as anticipated i will not get paid the next month the same amount that i had anticipated that is a risk now of course i will eventually he owes that money to me because it's a debt instrument so there will be at the end it will be a balloon payment or there will be an understanding etc but we are truly taking a sliver of the top line and taking the risk on a month to month basis based on his cash flow uh how can a company qualify so firstly pretty just stepping back for one second we are the first fund of its type ever in india uh there has never been a fund that is revenue based that has got a sebi license um we are india's first 100 million dollar fund why are we doing this we hope and our aspiration with this fund is can we enable 100 entrepreneurs to at least get an average check size of 1 million dollars each and of course we can give them capital again and again as they keep repaying us they can keep coming back to us uh four sorry go ahead no go ahead please go ahead i'll come back to it later it's okay principal criterion with which a company will enter our funnel criterion number 1 if the company has achieved a net revenue of 50 lakhs a month they should have consistently done that for 3 months and the company has to be a year old that is principle number 1 principle number 2 debt to equity ratio has to be less than 2 uh, if the company has more debt it will never be able to pay back our line of capital and debt uh, principle number 3 the company should at least be 2 years old ideally because they should have a track record of a year and principle number 4 the company's gross uh, margin should at least be 25% uh, as long as these four principles are met this company can then enter our funnel the funnel then has a scoring algorithm that we have built utilizing my experiences as an entrepreneur ashish who's the other managing partner as a pvc person for the last 18 20 years and ankit who's a junior partner at our fund who comes from venture debt he used to work at trifecta so truly built out the venture debt model in our country we take separate attributes within our algorithm and if the company qualifies we can give up to a maximum of four times of your monthly revenue as a line of qualification so if you were doing 2 crores a month uh we you could potentially get up to 8 crores of growth capital via rbf uh the company can qualify fantastic and that's uh, really really commendable because you know i mean that is democratizing the whole sort of venture business and uh, with a different nuance and then uh, you know what a feeling it must be to actually be the pioneer and number one revenue based fund and that to 100 million dollars in the country so well done with that um tell me rahul a little bit more about the uh, maybe target market maybe the sectors that you're looking at um the size of checks you've just said maybe varies but a little bit of uh, all of it maybe the scope the size the sectors yeah. and the target market please because it's important for the audience to understand all of this in its totality so what do you know thank you so minimum check size that we give out is 1 crore and a maximum check size of 15 crore per company obviously at any given point of time that means my exposure should be a minimum of 1 or maximum of 15 so the company has taken a 2 year facility but has been paying me back i can re give another line and ensure that my maximum exposure is 
so that company at any given point of time after a year can always be a maximum of 15 but keep getting additional lines right that's one piece second we're completely sector agnostic the only sector we don't look at is real estate neither does our capital make a difference honestly and b you know it has to be pure business that we understand and not murky and real estate is still a lot of cash etc and you know our, our capital won't make any difference but we love businesses saas businesses we love b2c businesses d2c businesses what do we look for pt in essence what do we look for we look for predictability of cash flow that is all rbf looks for as an asset class uh if you look at the vc world if you look at the venture debt world what do they look for they look for the v curve they need to see that massive spike right otherwise it's not interesting because they bet they have to make a portfolio bet on 10 companies and two will make it uh we we need all our companies to make it because we are just running off a small sliver of monthly revenue right so i need to ensure that the cash flow is predictable so all your saas companies d2c b2c b2b companies etc they all qualify um obviously saas will be the most interesting at any given point of time because they have a fixed revenue that's long term right so it's very easy to predict that cash flow um saying that again like i said you know sector agnostic um any company that is growing at a herculean rate and burning money will not will not fit into our profile it doesn't mean that the company cannot be negative it can absolutely be a company in the black but the path to profitability we should be able to see right as long as we understand that path to profitability that company may qualify currently as we speak we're giving out capital just as we, as we announce our first close we're giving out capital to five different companies one is uh, a b2c brand uh, one is uh, a b2b brand one is a very very large and these companies so i'll give you the minimum revenue of one of the companies is 10 crores and the maximum is actually 100 crores but why are these people coming to us so some of these companies three types of entrepreneurs come to us one is the entrepreneur who says i don't want vc money even though i'm getting it right now because i don't want to dilute today i want to make the valuation go go up and let me take a longer gestation so that's one type of entrepreneur second type of entrepreneur is a guy who has no collateral decent growth but the bank is not willing to give him any lines of capital because he doesn't have collateral to give so where is he going to go so he will come to us and the third entrepreneur is one who says listen i need 30 crores i've got a vc giving me 20 but i don't want to dilute all the way so let me take 10 from you and 20 so you know he's making a mix of both so three types of entrepreneurs and all three fitting so we are not saying you know an ideal mix if you think of it in a in a journey of an entrepreneur there's no you know there's no perfect mix but the ideal mix will be debt and equity it should not only be equity right because you're left with nothing eventually you read a leaving till kunal shah i'd say maybe till you know leaving him and a few others but the early vintage guys were not left with much on the cap table right because obviously you're raising so much capital that you're left with nothing so entrepreneurs today are very very mature they're saying you know i i know what my business is i know how to grow it i just need the right line of capital and i either can mix it alternate it or just go on my own so you know that's what we provide absolutely and you spot on there you know at this point in time rahul um as a fund manager i would like a little bit of your views on the overview of the uh, venture capital and maybe the funding ecosystem here in this country and in india what do you see are the opportunities or what are the 
what's your thought analysis on this whole ecosystem? Uh, and I think those inputs will be pretty valuable because I know you are, um, you know, you're born out of your own experiences. So your uh, ideas will be totally maybe different and radical from the others. Who knows? Over to you, my friend. So, you know, <clears throat> firstly, I'm not a, you know, this is, I'm a first time fund manager. So I'm just making sure everyone understands that. I understand the ecosystem fairly well. I wouldn't say as well as most people, but I understand it fairly well. Uh, I think firstly, you know, the next decade, if, if not the last decade, but this decade is only about entrepreneurs, right? This is, India is just on a highway. It's on a, you know, supercharged, turbocharged highway, call it the electrical highway, and we're going to lead the journey. I think uh, a lot more money is coming in. Uh, we will see copious amounts of capital because we've got 500 million people who are internet users. We have a consumption profile that no part of the world has. Uh, obviously, you know, this is where we need to bet and where people, that's why you're seeing even a Tiger Global who was quiet for two years post uh, Flipkart, you know, in the last two weeks has put in, you know, almost $2 billion in 10 companies, right? Uh, but there is some theory to that growth. There is some real growth that's going to come out of here. Indian entrepreneurs are going global. The ambition is not Indian anymore. It is truly a global ambition. Uh, we've got the right talent, the right age group. We've got the right technology understanding. Um, so I think the VC ecosystem is exploding. I think the venture debt ecosystem obviously is exploding. Um, I think about ourselves as a brand new asset class for the first time, 100 million is a start. I mean, our goal and my personal ambition is in five years, can we do a billion dollars of throughput, a thousand entrepreneurs getting a million dollars each, right? Now, of course, the first fund has to be successful. Uh, we have to prove ourselves. We have to make sure our LPs are happy, make sure the entrepreneurs that we are providing this capital to can make a real difference with this capital and get to the next level wherever they want to go. Uh, I don't think there's been a better time. Uh, COVID, no COVID, you know, we're all facing a tough situation as we speak today, but, you know, this, this shall also pass. But, you know, long-term visionary uh, VCs are, are taking this bet. This is, this is a bet they're not willing to let go of at any cost. And obviously, some of these entrepreneurs are enjoying it. The valuations don't make sense, but sure, you know, it's part of the game. It's, you know, it's some bet here and there. Uh, but the point is a lot of FDI will come in and a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of employment will go up. We will find, I guarantee you, Preeti, you'll find 10,000 millionaires just born in the next two years, just out of ESOPs in our country. Um, you look at every unicorn has created at least 100 millionaires and they will continue to do so, right? Because there will be secondaries, there will be secondaries, there will be secondaries. Uh, ESOP pools are growing larger. Um, so it's a great time. I think it's just a fascinating time. And every asset class has its own space. Uh, RBF will have its own space, VCs will have their own space, and we all need to coexist and help each other. So a lot of our deal flow today comes from early stage VCs. Uh, they said, you know, we, we don't want to bet anymore on this company, or the entrepreneur himself doesn't want to take our money, but we don't want them to go elsewhere. So can you give your line of capital because they fit all your criteria. So everyone will scratch each other's back to ensure that the entrepreneur is successful. Uh, and all we can do is let the entrepreneur succeed knowing what he does and provide either capital and a little bit of resources that we can in our Rolodexes and connections, etc. Uh, but just be a catalyst to that entrepreneur. That's the hope for everyone and including ourselves. I'm sure and inshallah, you know, that is the right way of doing things as well. So you're spot on Rahul right there. Couple of questions right here. 
any business philosophy that your fund sort of lives by and what is the number one priority of your business right now rahul what is the mission uh, the future uh, vision rather so couple of two or three things um, any philosophy what's uh, the most important thing right now and what is your vision for the future going forwards over to you, know, you the vision for the future is you know fund one being being established in the next 12 months um and then having fund 2 and fund 3 and being able to put in a billion dollars through this asset class and making sure that we have been part of the ecosystem where we've helped a thousand entrepreneurs get to the next level right so that's kind of the vision uh in terms of you know what what is what do we look i i think it's a fundamental thing right i think our entire thesis is the entrepreneurial friendly architecture we are you know we're not looking for you know we're not looking for an elon musk if you know honestly uh we're looking for a steady state guy who wants who's a hard working uh solid entrepreneur with solid fundamentals and his only problem is either vcs don't look at that industry for whatever reason or he doesn't have collateral or he doesn't want to go down the vc route many of them don't want to go to bed with a vc and that's fine uh we just want to help and augment these entrepreneurs uh that's the simple vision we don't we've not laid out some grand plans you know the grand vision is there thousand entrepreneurs a million dollars each uh but the nut and bolt is going into the business and learning about these businesses and being able to back them very quickly right um the promise is four to six week we don't want an entrepreneur running helter skelter to raise money let him build a business let him or her build a business so let's get that right and fundamental two is you know how how can we uh you know be fair and uh you know equal to the ecosystem and be agnostic to creed color sex and uh, you know wherever you are it doesn't matter to us it's about being a true blood entrepreneur and getting the capital that's about it um so i don't have a perfect answer if that's what you were looking for but that's the goal no rahul that says a lot in fact which means yay to tier 2 3 4 bharat get ready because this fund is not agnostic and not putting everyone in the same bucket it's open to the metros to the tier 2 3 4 bharat so all the entrepreneurs people get ready and pull your socks together with this there is vivek menon right here and he says congrats rahul on building this great platform just wanted to check have you commenced business and started investing in companies and how much have you been able to raise out of the 100 million over to you so, yeah so the fund license came to us in the end of january we are announcing first close on friday of this week uh we will announce uh, a fairly large close we are going to be uh doing in the first round we're giving five companies capital so we are enabling five different companies uh every two months roughly it's between i want to say 6 to 8 weeks we would be giving 6 to 8 companies capital so you'll see the next uh set of companies we already have identified them we are negotiating our final term sheets with them in a year we'll do 30 companies uh roughly 30 to 35 uh in 3 years we would have deployed the entire capital we hope the hope is because we've got a lot of interest from lps globally and in india uh given that you know we give them a quarterly return uh we think we can raise the capital maximum between 12 and 15 months uh maybe much earlier uh one, yeah, one has to see one has to deploy the capital um 
and so we are fairly confident that we should be able to do it before the end of the year or or March. We can raise the entire fund and put that in in three years and recycle that capital once. Brilliant. So Vivek, there you have it. I hope um, Rahul has been able to address that. I think uh, there was a load of good things right there, being able to fund immediately five or six companies in the next few days. The announcement coming out on Friday. So yay, very good. At this point, I have um, one more question, which is, um, Rahul, my dear friend, what do you think is the biggest strength of your company? Uh, of N plus one? I think uh, we're just honest, straightforward guys. Um, there's no beating around the bush. Uh, we've instituted a rule at the fund. Uh, we will get back to every entrepreneur within 24 to 48 hours. Um, as we speak, uh, 60% of our team has COVID with their families uh, and me and Ashish are, you know, holding fort, but we still uh, ensure that we get back to everyone. Sometimes it's very difficult, you know, LinkedIn, I have a hundred messages and I, I try my best to respond, but sometimes, you know, it's just impossible. Uh, we don't want to hide and, and lie to any entrepreneur. We want to just give the answer. Yes, we are willing to move forward and discuss further or we cannot do this right now. This doesn't fit our profile. So sometimes people don't like it, but, you know, I think it's always nicest to be upfront and not waste anyone's time, either mine or theirs. Um, and that's the only one thing that I can say is, you know, spreads across the firm. Uh, this is something we track. We have 616 companies that have applied to us in the last two months. Um, 60 of them fit what we want to really look at. Uh, we've said no to all of them within uh, uh, an email, a call. But we don't want to waste more than an hour. We don't have the time and we don't believe they should have the time. Uh, so that's the only one thing I'd say that we try and live with. We try and live up to. Um, and I personally am always available. If someone ever had a complaint, I'm happy to get an email and respond. Um, but that's the hope. Of course, it's, you know, it's a high hope. It's like saying SLA levels of 100%. I don't know if that's always achievable, but that's the hope. Uh, because that's the only truth you can give back to the ecosystem is be upfront, be honest and don't make anyone live in denial. If we can't do it, we can't do it. Let them know. Thank you for that and for that 100% transparency right there, Rahul. Um, quick question here. In this journey of the last 10 months or so, couple of instances of the extreme highs and couple of instances of the extreme lows. As much as you're comfortable with, please do share because I think those insights will be valuable to the audience right here. It's over to you, my dear friend. You know, <clears throat> Preeti, I'm high on life without any substance. So to, for me to be low is extremely difficult, firstly. Uh, but saying that, I think, you know, in any entrepreneurial journey, the lows are, you know, my team is currently, you know, they have COVID. Entire families have COVID. I was in Delhi for two weeks. I just got back home. Uh, you know, you're worried, you're, you know, you know, the rest of, you know, COVID has taught you one thing, if nothing, is you have to be more human than ever before. Uh, your heart has to be much larger than you've ever had before. Um, you need to understand people's issues and problems. Um, so I don't think there's been any low, honestly, you know, even, even with the regulator, there have been back and forth on multiple things, but it's not a low, it's just all of us take business so seriously that, you know, it affects our life. I don't personally, and I don't think anyone should. Yes, we've got to be trying to be successful, but success to me is not money. Success to me is being able to make a difference in whatever way, whatever are my goals. 
Um, the lowest low, Preeti, has always been personal in this 10 months. Is my daughter okay? Is my wife okay? My daughter has COVID or my wife, you know, those are the lows I've had in 10 months. Not from a work perspective, honestly. I think it's a high. I've created a new asset class. Entrepreneurs will benefit. Uh, we've created a whole tribe of new LPs abroad in India. We've had to uh, scream and shout with regulators to explain our point of view. I think these are highs. Uh, so lows, honestly, I, I just don't know what to say. Uh, but lows maybe for family health, etc. But from a business perspective, absolutely not. Uh, and that's because I don't let it affect me. Let me just also say that. Honestly, I don't think I let it affect me that much. Good on you, my dear friend, because that's the way it ought to be. If you start letting things affect you, then where are you going to go? If you have things to do and, you know, um, so many people to be accountable for, including entrepreneurs, employees, partner and family and so on and so forth. Very well done. Any regrets so far, uh, Rahul, in, in this journey or in the last three stints of your entrepreneurship right after, say, Kellogg School up until now? Any regrets at all? Over to you. Again, I am not a guy who regrets too much. Honestly, I don't I don't dwell on the past. I think I've learned a lot. Uh, I've tried to take every fundamental mistake that I made. I've made that a learning in the next time I've improved on that. But no, I, I, I just personally am not a guy who regrets too much. I don't think about it. I don't let it affect me. But yeah, you, I have a black book where I write down what I did wrong every day. Uh, I try and look at it whenever I have time on a flight or you know somewhere or the other. Uh, and yes, the only one thing I'd say is everyone should have a lawyer next to them so that they understand when they sign a paper what that means. And that's something I've inculcated in the last five years. I have always had a legal counsel uh, advise me before I sign something. That's helped me and held me in good stead. So as I founded a new company or a new fund, it, it looks easy. You know, people think a fund is you just announce a fund and you get money and you deploy money. Uh, but raising that capital, building the team, building a GP structure, you know, it's extremely complicated work. Uh, but, you know, all, I, no regret at all. Honestly, no regret. Every day is learning. Every day is fun. Uh, you know, you can always keep cribbing and moaning. And, but at the, eventually, you have to do it yourself. There's no one who's going to, you know, lift you up and say, yele beta, yele karle. Uh, khud karna padta and that's just part of learning. So, no, nothing, no regret. Fair enough. Then... Tell me one very happy story in the last 10 months when you said, oh, Rahul, this is really good, man. I mean, dude, what, what were you doing? Oh, brilliant. Tell I, us one story like that. I travel Monday to Friday for the last 10 years of my life uh, every week uh, without fail. So I just got back last Friday, you know, and Preeti, you know that a little bit about me since we've interacted. Uh, I'm in Mumbai, Bangalore, Chennai, um, you know, you name the city, I'm there. Uh, apart from abroad, but uh, personally, my high has been me, my wife and my daughter spent three months at home cooking, laughing, eating, drinking. Um, we lived in Goa for a month, uh, working, fishing, uh, snorkeling. Uh, we've done um, scuba. I mean, we've done everything under the sun. Uh, so to me, I've never had so much time with my family. I, I love it. Uh, it's fascinating. I'm this week. Uh, I got back on Friday. So now till May 15th, I'm not going to travel. Last eight months, I've been on the road every Monday to Friday. Uh, and I'm thankful to God. Uh, me and my wife and daughter with our dog are driving to Goa for 10 days on May 1st. And I'll work from there. Um, so I'm thankful to God for such instances. That's all. Because I don't get this kind of time with them and they don't get this time with me. So um, 
I'm thankful for that and I'm very happy for that. Very, very happy for that. Well done, you. Thank you for sharing those absolutely wonderful and brilliant private moments. As we close this conversation, Rahul, um, any sort of tips and tricks or any advice that you would like to give to any of the entrepreneurs, either starting or scaling a business, you know, three times entrepreneur, first time fund manager and so many other things. I'm sure you have a lot of advice. So anything at all you would like to say, please. Nay, so I don't believe in giving a lot of advice, honestly. Uh, I, I believe in minimal advice. But, uh, you know, I just think that you brought up the question of lows and etc. I think entrepreneurs today, firstly, are very mature. But they have to tell themselves one thing. It is a journey that is alone. You've got to figure it out. Uh, there is nothing that can't be accomplished. There is no word called failure. Uh, yeah, you didn't do well in something. You'll pivot. You, If you have to shut it down, you'll become an entrepreneur again. Uh, no love lost. It's just life. There's no, we take life too seriously. We take entrepreneurship too seriously. Yes, we all want to succeed. Yes, we all want to do work. Um, I think as long as we put in the hours, the commitment, the hard work, um, something or the other good always comes out of it. You know, it's not, you know, it's not if your only ambition is valuation. Yeah, you may not always succeed. But if the ambition is employment, ambition is buying a customer, ambition is making something that has never been created. I think all of that can be done. Um, and I think it's a lonely journey and you've just got to accept it. Stop bitching and moaning and crying to people, ki, you know, it's a tough life. It, yeah, you've chosen a tough path. It's a, it's supposed to be a tough path and it will continue being a tough path. And uh, you are going to be alone pretty much. Uh, unless you have a co-founder who you can cry on and, you know, bounce off. It's a tough journey. It's a damn tough journey. And more investors you get, it bloody becomes harder. Um, so just, you know, tell yourself whenever you're down, just, you know, tell yourself, you know, I signed up for this. No one put a gun on my head. So I better live with it. You know, I signed up and I have no excuse. And uh, be man enough or woman enough to accept that and keep smiling and working away. Something will always come out of it. Something always will. Absolutely spot on and spoken from your own experience. That's what makes it even so much more valuable. So that brings us officially to an end of this section of our um, VC Spotlight with you, my dear friend Rahul of N plus one capital. Here starts the fun part. If you're ready, I have some rapid fire questions for you. No need to overthink. The first thing that comes into your head is the answer. There's nothing right, nothing wrong. I am not going to put you in the spot for anything. So let's just give it a go. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, yeah, so you're one guy who's ready. So here we go, Rahul. What's your favorite place to watch TV? My couch in my drawing room. Okay, great. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would that be? Spain, in Madrid, near Madrid, not in Madrid, but near Madrid. Okay, fair enough. What did you eat for breakfast today? Uh, I'm a hardcore carnivore, so chicken and eggs. That's it. Okay. All right. What would you do on Mars for fun, Rahul? Drink champagne with my wife. That's what I would do. Brilliant. There you go. You've got your priorities absolutely spot on, my friend. Um, the next one. What would you do with your 15 minutes of fame? 
honestly just hang out with my daughter and my wife nothing exceptional okay okay what is your dream car i'm not into cars at all uh, no honestly i can't even any That's any electric car of the future maybe i think we should all go electric so some electric car but i don't know which one okay that's good enough where would you want to retire uh, near madrid there is a winery so me and my wife i would hope to retire there but okay um what's your nickname uh, home name is lalu l a l u i'm bengali so that's my home name. okay um what's your favorite flower rahul uh i actually don't have a favorite flower my wife's is a white lily so that's become my favorite flower but i don't have a personal favorite flower fair enough what are you currently learning my friend uh i am actually reading a lot on the electric um kind of you know disruption uh from a battery cars um the entire electric revolution i'd say so i'm reading and learning a lot about that and i'm quite fascinated by it. um because i think the next 20 years will just completely change the dynamic of transportation for all of us uh you know from air to sky to you know anything to to the road uh, it's fascinating thank you for sharing that and with that we are officially at the end of this edition of vc spotlight by preeti choudhury Today my guest was my dear friend founder and managing partner of N+1 Capital people good news is the announcement is going out on Friday a few deployments are happening uh, over the next week Rahul Choudhury and Ashish Singla are available on LinkedIn please do reach out dive in deeper any questions comments more than welcome until the next time we both see you it is from this edition of vc spotlight powered by streamyard this is your friendly host priti choudhury signing off so is my dear friend rahul choudhury who is the founder and managing partner of n plus 1 capital take good care stay indoors and stay safe namaste and goodbye thank you priti thank, thank you, you rahul for that thank you thank you